Good morning, First Church family. This is where we gather on Sunday mornings to worship um, alongside you and with you. Um, last week when we were worshiping together, I just realized that um, for 16 years, um, we have not been able to worship together as a family on Mother's Day. And uh, it's just the nature of being in ministry and I kind of get up and everybody wishes me Happy Mother's Day and then we kind of go on with our day at the church. And last week we were together and I was just thinking, wow, like we get together around this table, all of us together on Mother's Day this year. So as we head into the worship time this morning, I just want to um, encourage you and wish all of you mothers out there have a great Mother's Day today with your family and we'll be celebrating and thinking of you as well. So enjoy the worship this morning and happy Mother's Day.
before your name but we will not wait until it does for here and now shall your kingdom Father God, hear the praises of your people and show us, show us what it looks like to sing hallelujah, not just with our voices, but with our lives. Teach us how to preach hallelujah. Teach us how to shout hallelujah. Teach us how to humbly kneel. Hallelujah. Teach us in our families to love. Hallelujah. Because you are so worthy of our praise. Hear us in our places this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
I was going to go into the next verse. And I just, this, is, this word is so powerful that his spirit is speaking our freedom. In those moments when we feel not free, when we feel bound up from fear or anxiety or worry or whatever seems to be holding us, his spirit is speaking, has spoken our freedom. We are free through the blood of Jesus Christ. So church, wherever you're at, wherever you're watching, let's sing this together. His spirit is speaking our freedom. Death and its curse has no claim. Nope. Our God is forever exalted. Do you believe that? With glory and honor and praise and praise. Hallelujah. 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 For the Lord our God, Almighty reigns. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the Lord our God, Almighty reigns. Hallelujah. Amen. For the
Let's sing this together, church. We cry, holy, holy, holy. We cry, holy, holy, holy. We cry, holy, holy, holy. Is the Well, good morning, everybody. Again, thank you for joining us for church today. Uh, spring has sprung here in Indiana, so we're very thankful that the weather's getting warmer. I know our farmers are getting out, and I hope today that uh, on this Mother's Day, you'll have a blessed day and that the Lord will use our time together. Uh, I want to thank you for your faithfulness and giving. Your giving has been incredible. I just want to thank you for that. And because of that, we've been able to give, uh, partner with the Salvation Army to have food giveaways in Columbia City, as well as Cherubusco and South Whitley are planned. And so I just want to thank you uh, for your giving and continuing to give. Let's pray today. Father, I thank you for our time together, and I thank you, Lord, for uh, the ability to do this. Lord, we turn to you today for our hope and our guidance. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. Lord, we pray as we continue to work through this pandemic that, Lord, that you would protect those who are first responders for EMT, for police, for firemen, Lord. I pray that you would protect them. Lord, thank you for all the medical care workers who are working on the front lines, Lord, whether it's testing or in emergency rooms or in doctor's offices. Father, we pray for the leaders above us that they would have wisdom. And Lord, help us as we move forward. Help us, Lord. Uh, and Lord, we do again today pray for a vaccine. We pray, Lord, for all the scientists and all those working, that, Lord, there would not only be a vaccine, but, Lord, maybe even a cure, Lord, whatever it is, Lord, we pray for those who are working on that. Father, we just pray for a miracle in Jesus' name. Lord, today, I just thank you for every person who's able to be a part of First Church. And, Lord, we just pray today that you would speak to us and continue to use your word and Lord, uh, as we worship you, that we would see you and that we would glorify you with our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Mom's smiles can brighten any moment. Mom's hugs put joy in all our days. Mom's love will stay with us forever and touch our lives in precious ways. The values you've taught, the care you've given, and the wonderful love you've shown have enriched my life in more ways than I can count. I love you, Mom. Well, we come to today, it's Mother's Day, and we're going to take a break from our Timeless series. We've been working our way through the Bible, and today we're going to look at one thing every home needs. And so I hope that this is helpful and you'll lean in to what God's Word encourages us to do in our house. So today 
I want to talk to you about something that goes way back for me. When I was a youth pastor, I would many times see siblings argue, and and as Sherry and I had young children, we would see families that many times would talk to each other in a moment of anger or argue or fight with one another and act in a way that they would never act out in public. Isn't that crazy? I'm a little embarrassed about myself sometimes. I would, a way I would talk to my family, but I would never act like that in the grocery store. I would never treat someone like that at a ball game. Sometimes that's a, a little sad. I, I know that sometimes our struggle uh, that, that we're talking about is really holding back our anger. Uh, but sometimes we don't hold back our anger to the ones we love the most. There's a passage in Psalm, Psalm 101. I will wonder the way that is blame. I will ponder the way that is blameless. On when, oh when, will you come to me? I will walk with integrity of heart within my house. That's easier said than done. How do we love the people that are closest to us? And so today I want us to turn to 1 Corinthians 13. I know that that's a very popular passage, but I, I want to double down on that today. And I want us to look at verses 4 through 8. And within those verses, you'll see 15 characteristics of love. And I don't want to go through every one of those characteristics today, but I do want us to read it. It's a, a familiar passage, but listen to it again. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never ends. And today, I want to talk to you about how to put love into action. And I want you to know what we're going to talk about is mercy is love in action. Being merciful with one another. Now, mercy, you might think that's a feeling. Like, when I feel like being merciful, I do it. But it's not a feeling. Mercy is not a feeling. And it's not an emotion. Mercy is a choice. Having mercy. So I want to talk to you from this passage about how to show mercy in your house. How do you do that? Well, the first way you do it, we show mercy, is by overlooking irritations and offenses. By ignoring or paying no attention to offenses. Now, that's easier said than done, but right here in verse 5, love is not irritable and not easily angered. You know, anger is one of the hardest emotions to control. And there's a good side to anger. That is, when you see injustice for others and you're angry, that's a good thing. But if you're always selfish because you don't get your way and you're angry, if that's what's constantly happening to you and you're angry because you get selfish, that's a hard, that's bad anger. You know, and managed anger can be an asset to you. But so many times in our houses, we either do two things with anger. We either blow up or we clam up. And, you know, it's kind of like uh, you're either a volcano or you're a sinkhole. And one of the things that happens in houses 
is many times, and this is now after 11 years as a senior pastor and kind of watching families, volcanoes marry sinkholes. And we have to deal with our anger, and love and mercy is the antidote for anger. Being merciful with one another. Proverbs 17.9 says, Whoever covers an offense seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates close friends. Right there a couple of chapters later, 1911, Proverbs says, Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. Overlooking irritations and offenses in a house show we do that's how we show mercy in our homes and you know what it shows maturity it shows a maturity if you're offended by everything all the time it's a sign that you're immature and we have to grow up we need to grow up Uh, and if you want to be unhappy the rest of your life then one of the things that I want to encourage you, you've got to change if, if you want to change that, is to overlook an offense or you'll be unhappy the rest of your life. 1 Thessalonians 5.15 See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seeks to do good to one another and to everyone. Maybe that's what you were taught growing up, that when somebody did something bad to you, you did something bad back. And this passage says... Don't return evil for evil. The problem in our schools and the problem so many times at work and even at home, in our marriages, in our parenting, is that we treat others however we are treated. And this is where I want to introduce you to Jesus. And that is that Jesus was revolutionary. He said in Matthew 7, 12, So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them for this is the law and the prophets, the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do to you. And you know what? He follows up. And and that's why I want to say it's revolutionary is because when you look at this, it's like, wow, you know, I'm supposed to be treating people and overlooking the irritations and the offenses. And Jesus follows this, this up saying, this is the summation of the whole Bible is do unto others as you would have them do to you. He says, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and way, the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many, for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Everybody's doing it. And just because everybody returns evil for evil doesn't mean that that is the way to life. Narrow is the gate. Choose life. Well, here's the second thing that you can do to show mercy in your home, and that is by being kind when others don't deserve it. But really, (laughs) they may need it. Here's the thing. Don't burn a bridge that you're going to cross yourself. We show mercy in our homes when we're kind when other people don't deserve it. Uh, Some people, and also some folks that are in different stages of life, are draining and destructive and demanding and disloyal. And it makes it hard for us to be merciful in our homes, to show mercy. But here's what we read. Love is patient. Love is kind. 
Love is always supportive. By being kind when others don't deserve it, it helps us to show mercy. Uh, that passage that I read earlier, Proverbs nineteen eleven, it says, Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is to his glory to overlook an offense. Good sense makes one slow to anger. Wisdom helps you become more patient and more merciful. Grow in wisdom because hurt people hurt people. It's important that we grow more wise and more patient and being kind to others even when they don't deserve it. Proverbs 3.27, whenever you, you are able, do good to people who need help. And this has to do also here on this Mother's Day with our marriages. If you want to stop the crazy cycle in your marriage of arguing all the time, being kind when someone else doesn't deserve it is giving them a line of credit even prior to them being the way you want them to be. So I would encourage you today, show kindness. Um, and so uh, sometimes we see this in life. Uh, you know, at Downton Abbey, Mary could never be kind to Edith, could she? I mean, that, that's just something. She just couldn't get over that. Um, I want you to know 1 Thessalonians 5.15. Don't be hateful to people just because they're hateful to you. Rather, be good to each other and to everyone else. You might say, I, look, Johnny, I'm not soft by nature. That's not my nature. Uh, I want to ask you, are you tough enough to be kind? Are you tough enough to, to give people some, some kindness even when they don't deserve it? Because God is kind to you when you don't deserve it. I would encourage you. Proverbs 19.22. Hey, guys, you want to become more attractive? Do you want to be known as attractive? Proverbs 19.22, kindness makes a man attractive. And I would encourage you, uh, show kindness even when other people don't deserve it, but they need it. Here's another way that we can show mercy in our homes, and that is letting go of past hurts in our life. Love keeps no record of wrong, 1 Corinthians 13.5. Uh, so many times we, leave, we keep a mental record of, uh, you did this, so I did something else. And we, and, and, and we keep a record of what, when people say things or do things that hurt us. Well, this is what this passage says. Love doesn't do that. Love does not keep a record of wrong. So many times, you know, we struggle with this. But this passage says, you know, here's the thing. We shouldn't rehearse it over and over and think about what's been said. Don't hold it over someone else's head and don't tell others about it. But what we should do, instead of repeating it either to ourselves or to other people constantly and just constantly thinking or talking about that to others, spreading it, the best thing to do is to delete it. That's how we show mercy in our homes, is letting go of past hurts and forgiving. You know, in that same verse in chapter 13, in 1 Corinthians 13, Love is not rude. Love does not demand its own way. It's not irritable or touchy. It does not hold grudges. You know, so many times rudeness comes from past hurts. Being rude 
uh, rude people sort of are stuck in the past. And if you're ever going to show mercy in your home, you're going to have to let go of those past hurts and move on. Which leads me to the last thing. And that is, we can show mercy in our house, in our own homes, by believing that God is working in their lives, in other people's lives, in our house. Jim Martin, who was a great pastor, he said, I don't look at people for who they are. I look at people for who they could be. And that's why he was a great pastor. He was always believing for what God could do in somebody else's house. You know what? We have to practice that in our own homes. We have to speak that and believe that. In verse 7, uh, we see that it always love always trusts. Love always is hopeful. Love always perseveres through whatever comes. There is an overcoming. There is a trust. There, it's always hopeful. That's what we ought to be. How do you know if you're trusting God in a relationship? Well, here is, you might ask, well, how do you know if you're trusting God in your marriage? How do you know if you're trusting God with your kids or with coworkers or with extended family? Here's the question. How much do you pray for them? If you never pray for them, maybe you're not believing God for what they, for what he could do in their life. The more we pray for them, that's one of the things. We've got to believe God. Psalm 28.2 says, Lord, hear my prayer for mercy when I call to you for help. When I lift my hands towards your most holy place. And I just want to encourage you, turn to God for mercy in their life and believe that God is working in their life. That's how we extend mercy to one another in our own homes, in our marriages, in our relationships, and in our parenting. So I want to encourage you today, throw yourself on the mercy of God. Um, we have a popular passage in Lamentations, uh, and, and it reminded me of kind of what we're talking about today. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. And this is, this is Jeremiah who's just laid low before the Lord. He says, yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. I want to encourage you today in what we've just talked about. When we talk about the things that God asks us to do in our family, God does those things for you. God, it shows the same mercy. And here's the way God does it. Doesn't God do this for us? He shows us mercy by overlooking our offenses. Jesus, when he died on the cross, he forgave us our sins. He shows us mercy by being kind when we don't deserve it. The love of God, God loves us more than anyone will ever love us. And he loves us even when we don't deserve it. God shows mercy to us by letting go of our past. And God is merciful to us by continuing to work in our lives. And so today, I would encourage you, these are the same way that God shows mercy to us. We 
ought to be merciful to other people today. Would you pray with me right now? I want us to pray for God's mercy in our life, that we would practice these things. Would you pray with me right now? Father, I thank you for this day. And I thank you, Lord, for your mercy. And now, Lord, we need your mercy in our lives. Lord, I need your mercy, God. Thank you, Jesus, for overlooking my sins, my offenses. Lord, you are kind to me. Help me to be kind, Lord, as well. Lord, you overlook my past. And Lord, I believe you are working in my life. Today, Lord, I want to trust you more. Help me, Lord, to be merciful the way you're merciful to me. And Lord, what's impossible with me is possible with you. So I pray, Lord, that you would empower me to do and to choose life today. The life that can only be found in Jesus. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, today is Mother's Day, of course, and I hope that if it's possible for you to honor your mom, I hope you get to do that. I'll be uh, calling my mom today. I'll try my best to touch base with her and honor her. But this also could be a hard day for you. Maybe you lost your mom this year, or maybe just recently. Maybe it is that you lost your wife, who has been a great mom to your kids. Or possibly, maybe you lost a child, and today is hard for you on Mother's Day. I want to pray for you right now. Let's do that. Father, today we turn to you on Mother's Day, and we thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. And Lord, of course... Your instrument of that miracle is moms. So, Lord, I just thank you today for your provision of life over every person. But, Lord, there are some today that are struggling. I pray for uh, maybe children, Lord, maybe even adult kids who really struggle on this day because they had a hard upbringing or a, maybe a... a, a a bad relationship with their mom, and I pray, Lord, for healing over their life. I pray, Lord, for those who lost their mom this year, Lord, that you would comfort them and send your Holy Spirit to them. I pray, Lord, for the moms who've lost children, that you would strengthen them, help them, Lord, today with the power of your Spirit and the hope of eternal life in Jesus. I also pray, Lord, for those who just, this is just a hard day. And Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would be over them, that you would comfort them, and that you would also help them to have the strength today to move forward. And Lord, help us today to trust in the hope that we have in eternal life through Jesus Christ. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Tell a story If my life would sing a song 
I have a testimony If I have anything at all No one ever cared for me like Jesus His faithful hand has held me this way and when I'm old and gray and all my days are numbered on the earth let it be known in you alone my joy was found My children tell their children Let this be their memory That all my treasure was in heaven And you were everything to me No one ever cared for me like Jesus. His faithful hand has held me all this way. And when I'm old and gray and all my days are numbered on the earth, let it be known in you alone. My joy was found. You are my joy. Still in love, you're still enough for me, still all I want. You're still my everything. I'm still. You're still enough for me, still all I want. You're still my everything. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. His faithful hand has held me all this way. And when I'm old and gray and all my days are numbered on the earth,
let it be known in you alone my joy was found